Oh, thank God, my audio worked. Sometimes my audio's been messing up. So, we're here, we're starting, we're fresh. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the My Side of the Block podcast. Today, you guys don't just get to hear me talk, because I've been doing a podcast like every day, because I got nothing else to do, I'm done work early. But why not, right? But we got my man Paulie back in there, and when you know... We got Paulie in the studio. It's going to be a good-ass fucking podcast. I don't know about you, Paul, but anytime we're doing a podcast on a Tuesday, that means we got something going on on a Thursday. So, I mean... Major, major yeah, moves on Thursday. Uh, you know, guys, I always Big say, thing. tune in on Thursdays because we're live, but we had to do a double this week because I'm excited for this Thursday. We got Stoop Debates number three of the year coming up. And we, 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 just, we were just talking about this off camera. I'm excited for this one because we got two guys coming on that pretty much talk to each other and hang out every single day. And they want to win. Like, this is a debate that they're going to want to win and they're going to put the work in to do it. And it's going to be entertaining. Yeah. So tune in on Thursday, guys. We've got a, a live debate coming up. And I'm telling you, it's going to be about tennis. I know that sounds like a rough topic. But I'm telling you, these guys are going to put in work. They're going to make you think about, yeah. hey, maybe these Don't guys might be considered. I wouldn't say that because this is what this is what makes the beats good, right? You get knowledge from it. Yeah, exactly. This exactly. is what you get the beats from. You know, uh, like the thing about this too is about it being tennis. Like we, we like to talk about all types of sports and like athletes that are in the conversations for like greatest of all time and in all sports and we got two guys they're gonna be talking about that are in this argument who should be on that list they might not be right up at the top but they're definitely in the conversation so tune in on thursday we got a debate so tonight though and that's why i suggest you guys tune into it like they're gonna get like schooled absolutely it's gonna be a good one another thing or two like debates aren't just for, for entertainment for sure, the bro. The for the people who bring the facts that, that, that educate the listeners as well. So we got, we got this it. Gonna be good. It's going to be a good one. And we got a lot more coming up, too. So we're going to talk about that on Thursday. But you guys oh already God. know. We got two We got two debates set right here. Right here. We got debates set right here. We're going to talk about that on another day. Yeah, we, we got it. We got, them, we got three scheduled after this. We're going to talk about it later. But tonight, the reason we're on tonight, guys, the reason we're doing two podcasts in a week is because we got a great, we got a great week of sports. We got the Super Bowl on Sunday, and we got UFC 271 on Saturday. And I always said my favorite thing to talk about is UFC, is fighting. I love talking about it because it's one of the only sports that I think it's always different when you talk about it because it's always different people. So it's it's gonna be fun now. I will say this. Me and Paulie are on different agreements on this one. And usually we're on the same page with our picks. But for this one, I know we're different. I'm not going to say what it is yet, guys. But we are different on... And I already know one of our picks is different. I think we might be different on every single pick except for one fight on this card. I'm saying that right now as we talk. Just off of speculation on how I know you. So we'll see. But we got started off with the headliner. I mean, like, we don't even need to break this fight down a lot, but we're going to. We got a rematch between the middleweight championship, between the champion, Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya, and a man he already beat before in the Reaper, a.k.a. Bobby Knuckles, Robert Whitaker. I'm excited for this fight. Like, there's not a lot of fights I get really excited for in the beginning of the year, usually. And this is already the second fight I'm excited for in the beginning of the year. Already. Like... I don't know about you, bro, but, like, I think it's going to be an interesting fight regardless of how it goes because it could go a whole multitude of ways, and we're going to talk about that right now. So, we got Israel Adesanya is 21-1. and He's 3-1 and since the last time these guys fought, but the only fight that he lost was against the light heavyweight champion at the time, Jan Blahovich, at light heavyweight. So, he's technically 3-0 and in the division. He's beat Vittori. He knocked the shit out of Paolo Costa. And he beat Yoel Romero. On the other side, the Reaper, Bobby Knuckles, Robert Whitaker. My man. He's uh, 24-5, and and he's 3-0 since the last time they fought. He's beat Darren Till, Kanyer, who is on this fight card, and Kelvin Gastelum. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm more impressed with what Israel Adesanya has done. 
because he manhandled a guy in in Vittori that he beat before, and he was actually not that heavy of a favorite in that fight, and he did phenomenal. He did phenomenal in it. Um, He knocked out Paulo Costa, basically, like, ended the guy's career. Like, the guy's out there talking about now he's not going to fight again until he fights Vittori again. Like, you you remember you lost to Yoel, you lost to, to... Israel Adesanya, before you didn't make weight, right? Like, you're calling out a guy because you lost weight and got your ass whooped. Like, anyway, like, anytime a guy ruins another guy's career like that, got to give him props. Yeah. Israel Adesanya ruined Paolo Costa's career. So. He did. He did. He <laughs> took, everybody went against him. They said, they said, Paolo, Paolo's going to go in there and, you know, do this and that to him. All he did was get knocked the fuck out. Bro, and listen, as we all know, like, I've talked about it before. I'm not a huge fan of the type of personality that Israel Adesanya has, but he has a personality, which is, you know, he, he gets fans. He's entertaining. And I will say this, though. I've been watching a lot more of his videos on uh, on how he talks. I love the confidence in the kid, bro. I really do. Like, you know, there's not a lot of guys. You know, it's not even that. Like, it's not a Conor McGregor type of, of confidence where he talks shit about people. He, like, he really doesn't talk shit about people that he never fought before. Like, That's true. Like, yeah, he, like, he, he didn't talk about uh, Costa really before. He, he said a couple things, but now, like, he's, he still doesn't even really talk about it. You know, he just says what happened, what he did. And I like his confidence. I like it. I, I, I hate to say it. I'm, I'm starting to like the guy except for his, uh, his floppy titty. I'm not, I'm not liking the floppy titty in Israel Adesanya, but hey, whatever. We're not gonna get into that. <laughs> so I want I want to break down this fight a little bit here. The odds for the fight to go the distance, which the first one these guys fought, Israel Adesanya knocked him out in round two. So the fight to go the distance in this one is minus one hundred six for it to go the distance, and minus one thirty four to go no. The reason I'm bringing that up to start with is because when when do you ever see a fight that the odds are that close for it to go or not go the distance? Usually it's like plus on one end. So I don't really know what the odds makers are trying to tell people to do with this fight. So I want to hear your opinion, your breakdown of this fight. I think it's going to turn out the same way as the last time. He's not going to stop him as early. Um, I, I see him probably maybe, maybe mid-fourth. Um, I think he's gonna be a little bit more patient with Robert uh, Whitaker. He knows he got better. Robert Whitaker got better. He, like, I gotta give him a little respect. He definitely did set his game up, especially against Darren Till, against guys like that. He really showed taller guys don't affect him as much. But this isn't just a tall guy. This is a tall, smooth, fast, powerful guy. Izzy's not easy to hit, and Robert Whitaker is so, so small. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he yeah. can't get in there. He doesn't have that John strength, that Calvin Gastelum strength. He doesn't have that. Let's, we got to cut that out. What he has to do to get in there is, is basically take a few. He might have to take a few, and it's not something you want to do with Izzy is take a few. Because no. he doesn't throw, just throw, and he's a counterpuncher. Yeah. I don't see him kind of – I see it being stopped. I think, again, Izzy's going to be very patient with him because you know – I want to point out two things you said. Two things. I'm going to make a side point on them. Um, you said Robert Whitaker got better since the last fight. Yes. Now, I don't think he got better. I think he just returned to the old Robert Whitaker. So, in the in the first fight, he tried to just come in and, and just throw. Like, he really didn't have a game plan on how he was going to throw. He just thought, if I knock him out, I'm going to win. He got actually left the fighting. I don't think he went in there just to throw. That's the thing in the first fight. I think he just went in there to try to stand with him and box him. Because he was being very successful. So, so that's what I thought, too. Previous fight, boxing. So I'm not going to lie to you. I thought that as well. And then I watched the fight again, and he looked like he yeah. was a street fighter in the fight. He was throwing like yeah. he was – he wasn't like, you know, a guy wasn't pocketing. But that brings me to point number two. That's why I wanted to bring that up. Is because a lot of times when we talk about these guys and we talk about the reach, we say the reach only matters if you make it work. Name another fighter. I really don't even know any other fighters in UFC history except early on John Jones that used this reach to the advantage that Izzy does. You know, it's a seven 
inch reach advantage, and Israel Asanya yeah, has perfected the use of that. It's phenomenal. That's the problem. You gotta, people got to remember that Izzy is a world class like fighter. Period. Yeah, he isn't just an MMA fighter. World class. He's a champion kickboxer. He's. I think he only lost one fight kickboxing. He's a champion kickboxer. And the guys he's, in the UFC now. Boxing, boxing. Yeah. I know. I know. I don't wait for them to collide. That th- um, this is one reason why I have like the records here. It's like he's twenty one and one, yeah. but it's like, come on, like we all know what his loss was and his other loss, like. It don't mean nothing for him. We gotta talk about that one loss though. He didn't do horrible. He just I don't think he was fully comfortable being big. Like he was a big Izzy was bigger than he usually is. So I don't think he was fully comfortable at that weight. Well, yeah. But later in the round, like the second half of the fight, he started getting comfortable. You know what I also realized is like in the fight when he moved up, he didn't cut any weight though. You know, like he went in as natural body weight, like you said, and that makes a difference on the. And the number two thing I think is like, yeah, he wasn't used to a guy that was like, all right, I'll take your punches. You know, like so he, it, it, he wasn't used to it. And once you, like you said, the way to get in and beat Israel Asanya is to get in, and you gotta take some punches to do so. But in the first fight, you can make a move too. Don't get me wrong. But yep. That ain't Robert Whittaker's game. Yeah, you know, that's what that's what I it's like. Yeah, I agree. And the, the the thing is, my keys to victory here, like, are so for Robert Whittaker, I got you got to get inside and get dirty. But that's very risky yeah. to do on this guy because, I mean, first off, he knows how to step back. He know he his cage awareness is phenomenal. Like he knows where he's at. Like if he's against a cage, yeah. he goes to the side. He slips out. Whatever. Um, so good luck doing that. But in order for Robert Whitaker to win this fight, he ha- that's his number one thing he has to do. He has to get in, use the clinch and the dirty boxing, and uh, limit that reach. But Israel Adesanya, like but you said, even, it's good luck. Even at that weight, though, like even at middleweight, it's hard to keep Izzy in that clinch. He st- he he reminds me of Anderson Silva. It's hard to bring down, hard to keep down. He works at it. This is what he does. Yeah. So it's gonna be harder so, for Robert Whittaker, man. The guy I thought had a shot at you, man, gave me the most boring fight in the world. Fator. Okay, hey, Joel Romero, I thought was actually gonna fight him well enough. To, okay, too small. I can box. Too small. But he couldn't. Exactly. You know, and like exactly. That's but that's not the only reason why. You know, size isn't the only reason why he won the first fight. It's not the only reason why he's the champion here. Um. This guy, like you said, he's a counterpuncher, but there's not many fighters you see in the UFC that are as precise as him. I, I didn't get the numbers on it because I didn't feel like looking it up because I don't like the guy, but I'm pretty sure he's top three in the UFC in strike accuracy if I'm off the top of my head. He might be number one, actually. Like, this guy is precise. He picks you apart. And he showed that in the first fight. Like, he picked him apart. Whitaker came in, tried to throw, tried to get him in there, tried to stand up with him. It didn't work. Um, I, I do have a thing on here, like that I, I have. It's actually pretty crazy. Like Israel Adesanya landed forty punches that fight, forty strikes that fight. The first fight, he was forty for ninety five at forty two percent, which is actually one of the lowest ones in his career. Forty two percent is actually pretty low for him. But get this, he landed thirty seven of those strikes from distance. How many of the strikes do you think uh, Robert Whitaker landed? That weren't from distance. He was 32 for 116 total for the fight. How many of those punches do you think were from distance? I'd say 20. Every single one of them. Every single one. I'm of them. Say, Every single punch he threw he was had, from distance. He had to stay from the distance. Like, and I'm sorry, like, you can game plan, but you got knocked out by this guy already. Like, it's not, it's not that easy to be like, all right, I'm gonna go in. On a guy that caught you while you were going in in the first fight. So it's like my, my keys to tip for Whitaker are basically things that, I mean, he, as a fighter, like you already tried to do that. You know, like Robert Whitaker, like you said, in order for him to win, yes, he, he also has to change the, change the distance, the levels. He's got to try and go down, he's got to try and use the legs, but that's not something Whitaker does. It's not, that's not his fight. So it's you know, not his game he's a Whitaker is a guy that's going to rough you the fuck up. He does have hard hands. He has a, he has a very hard punch. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Don't touch but it's not his game to do all the technically sound stuff. 
Yeah. Like I said, though, he did get better. I've seen a lot of dip, like his last three. I've seen it. I've seen a big progress. But you know Being what? Being there was a big thing. Yeah. I mean, when but- he beat there until the way he beat him too. To me, that's showing. Okay, I'm not. I'm not scared of the bigger guy. I'm showing you that I want to. I want to play the bigger guy. and I'll be different the second time around. But yeah. it's always hard to be listen. No matter if you beat the guy or he beat you, it's always harder the second time around. Yeah, especially after you got knocked easier, out. It'll be like, he already knocked yeah. you out. Like, I mean, listen. I think Robert Whitaker was in a bad spot the first time they were fighting. He was having a lot of family problems. His son was sick. Uh, a lot, a lot of mental games going on, but that doesn't take anything away from Israel Adesanya. Israel Adesanya has proved that he's worthy of the belt. He has dominated as champion, and like you said, he's kind of like Anderson Silva. So in order, for, in order for for Israel Adesanya to win, you want to hear my tips for him to win? Real simple. I have a couple written down, but we don't need to do it. it it's the same thing. Don't change shit. <laughs> like. Don't change anything. Like literally, he doesn't need to change anything. Like don't fix it. Like think about it. What do you have to change? You use your jab. You use your kicks. Boom, Pyre. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, that's he's, the one. That's that's my favorite thing about Zito is his jab. I'm a huge jab guy when it comes yeah. to any combat sport, boxing or, or MMA. The jab is like your best weapon. It's your best weapon. Is he executes it from the length, from the length beautifully. He's not guys out with the jab. You know, he's very underrated. Jab behind it. Yeah, we just watched guy uh, in um, Strickland fight and used the jab. Now Strickland is a yeah. typical, you know, that like that little like beautiful jab, that little band, that boxing jab. Yeah. But Izzy's jab, if you've ever remember watching this fight, it's not just a jab; it's a jab and then some other shit. Like he'd never, yeah. he always follow. He's he's one of the only fighters that I've watched that follow. Like he consistently follows his jab with like a leg kick. Yeah. Like they don't do that shit because Absolutely. you're you're putting for Pat and it kicks you. Like that's huge. A lot of times he's just flashing it. This one tip I can give Robert Wigger is he's just flashing the jab a lot. A lot of times he's flashing it just to throw you off a little bit. Don't be afraid to step into that one and go to the right. Step into that one, go to the left. Yeah. He he gotta just keep going for the jab isn't gonna I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say that, but the jab might hurt him, but not as much as as a counter. Not as much as a kick, not as much as a hook, yeah, a cross, anything. Jab you could take, especially ones when he's backing up. Bang, hey, just keep moving forward. That's the only thing I can get, I, I can say about Robert Whitaker. You want to go for if you want to go take him down, grab his legs, try to rough him up. Good luck to you, because there's a reason why Izzy had that long, wide stance. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> listen, luck. like I don't but like the guy, but the guy is. Good. Top five in the UFC. Like, if you don't have him in your top five, pound for pound, you're retarded. Like, I, yeah, I, I got it. He's top. In my opinion, he's top three. I mean, considering the fact that he just lost to Jan, I don't really take that heavy on his ranking because he stepped up to the light heavyweight to fight the champion. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he properly was coached for that. To be honest with you, like, I don't think whoever was in his corner did anything correct in that fight. Like, that wasn't just on him. His coach, his. His camp fucked that one up. Like, you're going yeah, up in a weight class against a beast. Like, like, yeah, I, I just, I think if he goes up again and he fights, you know, maybe not Glover. I think he destroys Glover. I'm not going to lie. I think he kills Glover. Uh, but this Jerry guy, Prozantic, Prozantic, whatever the, his name is, uh, it'd be an interesting fight because that's a guy that I think if he moves up, he's not going to try to take you down. He's a guy that's like Izzy that likes to fucking counter. He likes to throw. I think it would be a different fight, and I think he would be prepped differently. So we'll see. I mean, because honestly, think about it. Like, if he wins this fight, and let's say he knocks out Reaper again, the next up is the fight that is on this fight card. It's Derek Brunson and Cannoneer, or you get Strickland. I already beat Brunson. Honestly, Strickland's not really that interesting. I think all three of them are easy right. As much as I like Sean Strickland, and I love Conor too. The one thing I like Conor is his toughness. I love how tough. Oh my god, so he's just a bull in there. Yeah, but again, he's too small. He has a chance. He, he, I, I don't know, man. I just think like I wouldn't be surprised if Izzy did move back up. Like if he moved up, like again, like Mm -hmm. like I don't know. I, I just think like he went up there once, realized he fucked up. 
So he's like the type of guy that yeah. I think if he wins, he'll go up there to, again to just prove to himself, yeah. like, yo, I can do this. Like, I messed up. And I, we'll see. If he's offered a fight to go to 205 again, right? That all counts, yeah. With Dominic Reyes, typically your fancy. Uh, I'm not a fan of Dominic Reyes. I think Dominic Reyes got in his own ego after that John Jones loss. I, I think, you know, he thinks he won the fight. He put all his eggs in a basket, and then he got knocked out the next fight. You know what happens? Sometimes when you fight these legends and you lose to them and you almost win, quote-unquote, you tank. You go downhill. And I think that happened to Reyes. I think Reyes, I I was never a fan of him anyway. Uh, I just think, yeah. you know, I'm, not, I'm just not a fan of the guy. I, I think Israel, because Reyes would be the type of guy that would try and stand with Izzy, and, like, you don't stand with Izzy. So, I mean, I think Izzy fucks him up, you know? Yeah. But that, let's see. Cause, that's a little different. It's a little different in that one because, in a sense, Tiago is older in his career. He uses the yeah. kicks, and he might try to take him down. But I think Izzy, Izzy like, Tiago's also a type of guy that would like to throw with you. He has that, that Brazilian yeah. swag and – He's like, oh, I'm bigger than this guy. I'll knock him out. And I think Izzy would piece him up again. <laughs> you know? He's good. That's an interesting fight, though, because he's a bigger guy. Kind of can take you down. But I think I think Izzy is going to learn from that experience. And it's going to make him a better fighter. Yeah, and it's going to make him scarier going forward. Like, it really is. You know? Yeah. So, I yeah. mean. But Usman might move up the light heavyweight. He might skip a division. So, we'll see. I would like to see Izzy versus Usman. You want an opinion on that? I think it's stupid. I think it'll be a dumb thing he does. I'm serious. I'm, I don't know. The, he, it would be the dumbest thing for him to go the last way. I don't see it. He's after. already smart. I like. I, I I get why they're saying it. I think middleweight will be better for him if he wants to move to 185, a little bit more comfortable. But not you're putting on 35 pounds to go up and fight. Yeah, it, don't get me wrong. Usman's a fucking tank. But he he would remind me. Oh, I know. He'd remind me of Rashad Evans if he went up. You know, smaller guy. Well, they train together. Like the, so yeah, the, the 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 prime Rashad Evans, like prime. Yeah. Like he'd the be beast. like him. My, yeah, when he was a fair fighter. The beast. Yeah, before before John Jones came into his camp and ruined his life. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> but we got we got we got to call this fight here. We got we got the odds here. We got Israel Adesanya as favorite at minus two sixty five. Robert Whitaker is the underdog at plus 210. We got by KO. We got Adesanya plus 170. Reaper plus 600. By submission, if the God forbid somehow it gets a submission, we got Adesanya plus 2600, which would be nuts, which is not happening. <laughs> uh, and we got uh, Robert Whitaker at plus 1300 for it to go to points. We got Adesanya plus 175. And Reaper plus four fifty. So, I need to hear your pick, even though we already got it. Oh, Izzy by a knockout, fourth round. First round? Oh, you putting all the eggs fourth in round. that? A oh, fourth, fourth, fourth. fourth. All right. fourth. You know, I told you it's gonna be later. It's gonna break them down a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, so coming into this fight, I was like, "Yo, I'm taking my man Bobby Knuckles." I like, but I like him. I want him to win. I want him to regain his title. I like him. But the more I started watching clips, started breaking down it for this podcast. Even though you say Whitaker got better, he didn't change much. That's gonna affect how he's gonna fight against Adesanya. The way to beat Adesanya is the way that Whitaker doesn't fight. You know, so uh, yeah. I hate to say it, but sorry, Bobby Knuckles, I'm going against you. I'm actually taking a third round knockout by Adesanya. I got third round knockout. I'm going earlier. Oh, yeah, I'm before. Okay. I'm going right. earlier. I think you knocked on the third person. Going early. Originally, I had uh, Bobby Bobby Knuckles by decision, but the more I looked into this fight, and I was like, I I don't know. Like all the guys that took him to decision, Yoel was a beast. Like Yoel just doesn't go down. Like he just doesn't go down. And yeah. Vittori, Vittori, was just yeah. Yeah, and Vittori Vittori was a guy that was actually able to get in because he was bigger. And Robert Robert Whitaker ain't either of those guys. So, uh, I hate to say it. hate to say it, but sorry, Bobby Knuckles. I had to take you out of my parlay. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, we got a fight. Um, We got Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, 
for his Thai Bam Bam Talvasa. Now, I'm actually more excited for this fight than I am the main I'll event. Be, I think too, like, Thai Look, is man, the man, I bro. know one thing. There's one thing we know about this fight. It's not going past two. It's probably it's not, not going past one. Like, it's not going past it's one. Because, like, I was thinking about that, too. And I was going to say second round, but after that uh, yeah. that Nagano fight with Derek Lewis, he's come out yeah. throwing every single fight since in the first round. You know, because he, he, he got his ass chewed out after that boring fight, and I don't blame him. You know, he don't want to get hit by Francis Nagano. I wouldn't want to get hit by either of these guys. You know, in this fight, Derek Lewis is favored at minus 192. And Ty is plus 154. Oh, oh that's crazy. Yeah, so hold on. First of all, we got to put a little respect on Ty's name, bro. You know what? I, you know what somebody, he's going better? Right. Ty's going better. Yo, he got a nickname as Bam Bam for a reason, bro. But Derek Lewis is, is, is also, there's no doubt on Derek Lewis. But I am going to say this. In Derek Lewis's fight, I am in the last year, two years, his last four fights, I'm 4-0, petting Derek Betting on Derek Lewis's fights. So, I'm just letting you guys know. I haven't lost a Derek Lewis fight in four fights. And I don't think I'm going to lose this one either. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Anyway. I didn't have the odds for knockouts or points on this. Because I, I didn't. It wasn't up when I made my notes. But we're likely yeah. to say it's probably going to be knockouts. going to be pretty high for either of them. Um, in the last three fights, Derek Lewis is 2-1. He lost to Sarah Gain, got knocked out. But then again, he, yeah. not, he knocked out Curtis Blades and Diakis. Diakis, what was the guy's name? I forgot. That Diakis. was his warm-up fight. Yeah. That, that guy was his warm-up fight because he was off for a second. Yeah. Uh, he's 26-8 and eight with 21 knockouts. And of his eight losses, he's been knocked out five times. So it's like he likes to throw. On the other side, we got Ty in his last – Last four. He's 4 0 with four first round, three first round knockouts. He got, he beat Steven Struve, not saying much. Greg Hardy, not really saying much. And uh, Sakai, not really saying much either. But the fact that he came in with these guys that were bangers and banged them out. <laughs> no homo. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, violation. Um, I said it right away. I said no homo. I said no homo right away. <laughs> uh, he knocked him out. He knocked him out. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's 13 to 3 with 12 knockouts. 11 of those knockouts are in the first round, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and out of his losses, three losses all go knockout submission points. So he's rounded out on his losses. Um, yeah. Now, I don't really know how we break this fight down, except that they both throw bombs. They both throw bombs. But I do want to bring and this into it. Um, I want to go. I don't want to go against the Black Beast because I love the Black Beast. But I would love to see him chug another sneaker. <laughs> that listen. That's that's listen. This is why I'm champion for you now. This is why. When he takes a sneaker, he does. He does that. Look, it's over. He the crowd goes wild. He's Marcus little guy. I do want to. I do want to bring two things. Get him in the second. Listen, Black Beast is due for a bad one again, and I love him, but he's due for a bad one. But two, I think I'm out of there. I want to bring two things in this. Number one, the disrespect for Ty is ridiculous. Like he's not even ranked in the top ten by UFC heavyweights. How? Well, this is. I think this is. There's ten heavyweights that are above him. Like, like, really? Anyway. I think I think this is this is Dana's way of saying you beat him, you, you're dropping yourself into the top five. Oh yeah, I mean top ten. Yeah. So we're gonna you beat you beat the beast, man. You, you're jumping in there. But the thing is, but like if the beast if wins, the beast loses, this is gonna be like they're gonna start calling the key holder now. Yeah, like it's, gotta it, it's a shame. You know, like it's they're, a shame. They're setting it up for Derek Lewis to win, like. uh Derek Lewis, two things. One, he's fighting a guy that's going to throw with him and Black Beast when he hits yeah. you. Might go night night. Um, and number two, he's fighting at home. The fight's in Houston, Texas. He's at home. But I don't know if you. I don't. I don't know if you remember the last time he fought at home. Do you remember that? 
Um, he's made, he, he's talked about is, it. Derek Lewis has spoken about oh, this. I remember that. I do remember it because he oh, went yeah. to, on the NBA. Everybody remembers the, uh, it. Everybody in the whole group remembers it. That was, that was the emergence of Cyril Gain. He fought Cyril Gain for the interim title in Houston and got his fucking ass whooped at home. Now, the only, the only reason I brought it up, that's the only reason I'm bringing it up, because I don't think it's like, okay. He said the pressure of him fighting at home was too much that he doesn't want to ever fight at home again. Yet, here we are. He's fighting at home again. So it's like, hey. At least you got to bring one home. Let me... You know what, though? That might push me to Black Beast now because he lost once in front of his home crowd. Houston's kind of a shitty city right now when it comes to his sports. So he can literally become the hero of this town again. I hate to say it, though. It's, he's going to be... Ty's, Ty, Ty's chugging the boot, bro. Ty's chugging the boot. All right, he's gonna... I'm taking Ty. He's going to chug. I'm, I'm guessing he's going to need to chug a Nike Dunk or a Yeezy with that. Whoever's going to throw that shoe in there first... Yeah, he's crazy. Telling you, he's I mean, special man. I thought I you. Think, I, I thought you were going to go. shoes. This is the Rock's first show as the official sneaker sponsor of the year. Project Tie. Chugging the Rock Project. It could be. Uh, listen, I, this is a hard fight to pick, but I like I like Tie <laughs> as the underdog here at plus one fifty four. And I, I don't like I said I don't know what the knockout is. I'm pretty sure it's like plus two sixty knockout for Ty. I love that. I love that bet. I have that in my. I'm putting that in my parlays. I got Ty. I'll go, I'll go with so. Now we got the next fight coming up, which is t- pretty much for the number one contender of the middleweight, barring if Whitaker wins, like we predict. We got Conan Year versus Brunson. Conan Year is actually favored in this fight. I thought Brunson would I'm be not favored. Shocked. I. I, I thought it would sure. be Brunson because uh, you don't see ESPN put Brunson, I mean, put Kanye ever on any promos where Brunson's on a couple of them. I guess because Brunson's been here longer. It's hard to, you know, a guy like Kanye is just kind of a plain guy. You ever see him? Yeah. Like, you ever seen how he acts at his press conferences? I remember the first He's time very, I seen like, him fight. Yeah, I seen him knock the dude out, and I was like, damn. That's just a beast. The, the <laughs> first time I seen him fight was against Anderson. That was the first fight I saw against Anderson. He came in with a pick in his head and a hole in his UFC shirt. And I was like, all right, this dude's hungry. That's <laughs> yeah. what it means. And I, knew, I knew Anderson was in trouble. Was my, and I'm, I'm the biggest Anderson so, fan probably ever. I, I was like, oh, shit, Anderson's in trouble. This is a hungry guy, bro. <laughs> and he looked it, too. Well, I, that's, first time I ever seen him fight was the fight before the Silver fight when he knocked out Branch, when he knocked just. Knocked him out cold. Uh, yeah, like, opening great. rounds of the second round came in, just bam. Knocked him out. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I forgot he knocked out Branch, man. Yeah. Uh, he, wait, yo. Dan Bronson's on a, what, a five-fight win streak? That's why I always, yeah, he's on a five-fight win streak where he's hey. beating Darren Till, Kevin Holland, Shabazin, Ian Hennish, and another guy. He's on a five-fight win streak in the middleweight division. And I was like, wow. That's he's the reason. underdog? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. This is this is title contention probably. I mean, definitely title listen, his, his last and loss, his last <laughs> loss was to Israel Adesanya in 2018. And he, and he dismantled him, too. Was, he knocked him out. Nasty. Like, he knocks out like everybody. Body shot. Uh, it was a one nasty knee to the body and he sunk. You know, I, that's what happened. Uh, Derek Brunson's old too. He's like thirty-eight, so it's like for him to be on a five-fight win streak at that age is pretty damn phenomenal. Well, I mean, yeah, that's another difference. Like, Connor is thirty-seven. Yeah, they're both. Uh, uh, let me see. How old is Kanye? Age thirty-seven. He doesn't look that old. He looks younger. Brunson looks old. No, that's the one thing. If you look at him when he first came to the UFC, he wasn't as cut as chiseled because. In, in terms, he was broke, he said. He was broke. Oh, yeah, man. Now he has the right trainers, the right nutrition. He's training right. Oh, yeah, he, I mean. His age went backwards. You know, this fight's going to be a little different because we got Derek Bronson who would fight Southpaw. And Con Year switches yeah. it up. He's typically orthodox. But you don't see a lot of guys yeah, that fight Southpaw it. anymore. Like, you really don't. Like, it's kind of like yeah. a dying breed. Well, I can see where you're coming from on that one, but I think a lot of guys going to play Southpaw. 
because if you're not doing it right, you're open. Well, that's why I mean. MMA, I don't see. I always say MMA, you really don't need to be orthodox or southpaw because you're going to be switching left and right anyway. Regardless of what you do, you're going to be switching left and right anyway. So your stance is never the same in MMA. Never. Yeah, nah. It's, but but it is different for a guy that's never fought a southpaw to see the jab coming from the right hand. A little different. That's true. I mean, that's a little true. bit different. You know, I mean, a little bit fight style. Well, like you said, it shouldn't switch up much. You know, you should be used to it. So, nah, it shouldn't. It, a lot of a lot of these guys, like especially a guy like Conor, who's awkward when he fights. I don't think he's gonna. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it. So who we got in this fight, man? Who are we taking? I'm rolling with Derek Conor. Who? Conor. I feel like I like what he did against Kevin Gaslam. He did just beat Jack Henderson. and I mean, the resume is there. Um, he's due for a big fight. I think after he wins, he'll get he'll definitely get busy fight. Yeah. I'm going against you on this one. I think this is uh, Derek Brunson's last hurrah. I think he's going to win this fight, get a title shot, and then he's yeah, gone. I fight wins. I think it, this is going to take a lot out of him. I think, I think he knows he has a lot on the line right now. You know, it's going to be a good fight, but I think the the striking accuracy of Derek Brunson has improved tremendously. And I'm just curious to see if he can take a punch. From Kanye, which he hits pretty hard. So I'm curious to see if he can take the punches from him. But I'm still going Derek yeah. Brunson. So that's my second underdog of the card. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You know, um, it, it's hard to even break these guys down. They both got pretty good resumes. They really do. Like, yeah. they're neither of them are that great, though. Derek I'm going to say that. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're not, like. Derek Brunson's been in the game for a long time, though, man. If you think about it, yeah, he's been in a while. He's fought every single, you know, fighter. Yeah, dude. But like, you know, what the thing is about him. I, I also broke this down about Derek Bronson, and every single like he has seven losses, and all of his seven losses were Izzy, Souza, Silver, Whitaker, all by knockout. So like, every single time he like loses a big fight, he gets knocked out. So like if I if I was gonna bet against him in this fight, I I would bet Kanye to get a knockout because it seems that every time this guy gets there and gets a big fight, he gets punched in the face and gets knocked out, and that's why I question can he take the punches. So I'm hoping Brunson finishes him. I'm taking I'm taking Brunson by KO. So we'll see, we'll see. It's gonna be a good fight. Now the next fight we got we got Phillips versus Rojo now. I don't know if you remember, Kyle Phillips was supposed to be the next, like, guy. And then he lost, surprisingly. I remember the hairstyle. Remember he came in, he just beat the shit out of Song Yadong. He fucked up my parlay. I was like, who the hell is this guy? Looked up, he's supposed to be the man. He's supposed to basically be like Sean O'Malley, just a different guy. And then he got knocked out in July. Screwed everything up for the UFC. So this is a huge fight for him, dude. This is a huge fight. He's favored by minus 355 in this fight. And typically when a guy is favored that much, it should be an easy win. But this guy is fighting, bro. Rojo, I don't know if you've ever seen him. He reminds me of, like, the Detroit Lions in a way where they're always in a game and they find a way to lose. Like, that's just what this guy is. Like, he's always in the fight and then just loses. So, I mean, uh, I mean, like. Oh, my God. He's saying he has to be the Detroit Lions. He is, dude, because, like, go watch some of his fights. He's a, he's he's an entertaining guy, entertaining fighter. But he just always, like, he collapses. Like, midway through the fight, he just, like, dies. Like, I don't know what happens. Like, he has eight wins by knockout, six by submission. He's talented. He can do a lot of stuff. But he loses by points like every single fight because he dies. Like he, yeah. I don't know if he can, he doesn't get the cardio in or what it is. But I mean, I wouldn't be too confident in that minus three fifty five. That's all I'm saying. I, I think Kyler Phillips is going to win. But like I said, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he's losing the fight early and then Rojo pulls a lion and and loses by. I'm actually going to roll with Kyler Phillips on this too because now I remember who he is. Yeah, you probably seen him. You probably seen him. Right? Oh, yeah. He reminds me of the dude off the sun, always sending it to the W. Yeah. Yeah, he does. That's who he reminds me of. 
I remember saying that when you probably yeah, that people always funny. Not like I yeah, think. I, you ever notice on you ever notice on like the UFC fights they always put the second car fight on the cards always like the boring one. So like I don't even. Yeah. I, that's why we're not going to talk about this fight that much because it's it's the second fight. It's pretty boring. We got another fight coming up that I actually like. We got Green versus Hag Perist. Now, I don't know if you remember Nazrat Hag Perist. Do you remember him? He fought Dan yeah. Hooker. He looks like a, a fat Kelvin Gastelum. A fatter Kelvin oh, Gastelum. Look him, up. Look, up, look him up right now. Look him up and tell me you don't look like Kelvin Gastelum. He's from Afghanistan. Oh, I'm, right now. I'm actually about to watch a highlight of him right now. He looks like him. I'm telling you. Yeah. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he Don't he? He does, bro. And the funny thing is, I say fat. Yeah, he's Bobby he Green. Like, I've seen Bobby Green, but yeah, Bobby but Green. <laughs> Yo, they could be brothers, bro. Right? You know, he's uh, like Kevin he really does. Uh, I like him though, bro. Like I like him because uh, his last fight that he lost against Dan Hooker, uh, it was an entertaining fight. It, that came down to the final minute of that fight. If you remember that fight with Dan Hooker, uh, I, it was on the Volkanovski yeah, card. Uh, he needs a win. Bobby Green needs a win to stay relevant as well. We got Bobby Green is favored at minus 168. Nazrat is Great plus 136. Uh, Bobby, Green, Bobby Green has hands. He does. You know? I'm not a fan of him. I've never been a fan. Uh, yeah, not too much of him myself, but he's a good contender. But I know he has hands. Yeah, I mean, I don't the know. last fight I saw him in was against Lando. So, and I, and I see he really took Lando to school. Do you remember his fight against uh, Francisco Trinaldo? Trinaldo, where yes, like he lost, he lost that fight. Did he get knocked out? No, nah, it was a decision fight, but both of them knocked each other down. Like, it was a – they literally, like, just stood up and punched each other the entire fight. It was a great fight. Uh, I remember that. I do remember him getting knocked the fuck out by Dustin Poirier as well. I think he – I don't remember if he beat uh, – who was it, Barbosa? I forgot. Uh, nah, he lost to Barbosa. Yeah. He lost to Barbosa, lost to Poirier back-to-back. I mean, that's a good back-to-back fight, though. I mean, he's fought guys, bro. He's fought a lot. Like, he's been in the UFC since 2013. Like, that's that's an experienced career right there. Very experienced. Uh, Hag Barista. Like- he did beat Clay Clay, He did beat, he beat Clay. That's a tough son of a bitch. So. He did. Uh, now, for this fight... Listen, like I, I didn't really do much research on it because I've seen them both and I've watched the eye test yeah. on both of them, and I got I got my man Nazrat Hag Paris. I'm taking him in this fight by decision. I'm locking him in. Okay. I have Listen, I have underdog he, momentum in this fight card. <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, he's thirteen and four. I mean, Listen, if it wasn't if it wasn't for my yes. switch of uh of. Bobby Knuckles, I'd have four out of five underdogs yeah. winning. So my parlay would be killer, but yeah. I had to switch it. <laughs> You're going straight this. Now, if you get this right, if you get this right, you get these underdogs right, I'll be very, very impressed. Well, I switched it. I, I, I'll i be really bad if if I hit everything and then Robert Whitaker wins because I switched it, but I, I just don't say it. I don't say it. I don't see it either. We got an interesting fight card, though. We got... uh. A great, great shoot here. A lot of young guys. Now, like, we we talk about Casey O'Neill on the undercard. Female uh, flyweight Aiden O against your girl, Roxanne. Aiden O taking on a very, taking on a very, very tough Roxanne. Very tough. That's good. I actually, like, I'm not real hype on the girls' fights a lot of times, but, like, for this fight, I am. Like, she's favored by minus 400, and it's, like, have you seen Roxanne fight? Like Roxanne, like another Detroit she's Lion. <laughs> she's she's so, she, she she's always in there. She's gonna get you down. If she gets you down, she's probably gonna do more work. But she's slow. She, her hands are not there. <laughs> like, so of her, she like, slap, she can get in. 
check this out. Like, this, yeah, like this is actually pretty crazy. Her 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 fights. Like I remember watching her a couple times, but listen to this. So she her last she last fight since 2018. Decision loss. Decision win. Decision loss. Decision win. Decision loss. Decision win. Decision loss. Decision loss. Like. Every other fight was like a decision win, a decision loss. She's due for a win, bro. Like her, her, her thing got fucked up. Like she, yo, she's at plus. What was it? Plus three fifty. I mean, I'm not. I, I think she's gonna lose. But like, hey, like, I mean, she can hold her own against strikers, though. Yeah, she beat actually. Uh, Slanko's little sister. Yeah, Antonia. Sweet little sister. Valentina, so I mean, yeah, you're right though. I just, I just found their record was pretty interesting. Like, you don't see that often. Like, win loss, win loss, win loss. He's like, Dana White's like, all right, yeah, Dana White's like, all right, if you don't win the next fight, hey, I mean, 25 and 20 is a record, like, Jesus, like, that's crazy. 25 and 20, like, that's nuts, bro. For a woman fighter, too, that's insane. Michael Johnson right there. Yeah, like, dude, she's got to have the biggest record for a woman I've ever seen. Like, she's, she's scary. Like, she can she can do some things not gone. So, I mean, but then again, we got we got O'Neal. Casey O'Neal is pretty damn good, bro. Like, but I will say this. Her last fight was against Shevenko, and she knocked her out. This is the younger one, obviously. So, against common opponents, she's better. So I mean, Casey O'Neill's pretty good, but we, we a lot of times when these women fight, we see them being that favored and they're coming up new. Like they typically sometimes they lose. So I mean, I mean I'm taking O'Neill in the fight, but hey, Macy Barber, like um, uh, what's the other fight? We got another fight on here. Uh, Alex Perez is on here. He's uh top ten in the division. It's a big fight for him. He's fighting Schnell. If Alex Perez wins this fight, like, his last loss was against Figueredo when Figueredo was the champion. So it's like, he hasn't fought since his last title fight. He was hurt. So it's a big fight for him. Like, if he, if he wins this fight, he moves right back up there to possibly be in the top five. So it's a big fight for him. But other than that, man, I think it's going to be an interesting fight card. I think we gave you guys a lot of stuff. We broke it down. Uh, I don't know if you got anything else you want to say about the fight card, though. Um, tune in for Andre Arlowski yeah. as well. Don't forget about the OG, bro. We gotta talk about the OG. He's a uh, he's been around. Let's just say um, he is fighting a younger guy. I, mean, I think it's just some just to make it give it a little bit of buzz. Speaking of records, um, other than that, thirty-two and twenty. Jesus Christ! Why listen, you- the man he's fought everywhere. He's fought on strike wars. He's fine. Um, he when he went on that uh, damn when uh when he left the UFC, he went on a win streak, a crazy win streak. I think it was uh, Friday. He went on a, he went on a crazy win streak. Won the heavyweight championship. That came back. Went on a streak in the UFC. Then got knocked out by I think. Bro, is it uh Rico Rodriguez? Was it Steven? Uh, then he got knocked. His, his return to the UFC got knocked out by Stipe. Got knocked out by Overeem. Got knocked out by Francis Nagano. He definitely has CTE, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, whenever a good heavyweight steps into the UFC, it, they throw him in there with Andre Arlovski. Bro, he's it's fought like, everybody. It's either Andre Arlovski or they throw him in there with uh, who's the other guy. Oh, he fought. He, well, he beat. He beat Ty. Look at this guy's fights. He fought Tim Sylvia, Fabricio Wardoom, Ben Rothwell, Roy Nelson, Fedor, Antonio Silva, Tim Sylvia, Anthony Johnson, Brendan Schaub, Travis Brownie, Frank Mir, Stipe, Overeem, he Barnett. Yeah, he's right here. Yeah, he lost to him by decision. That's when he went down to light heavyweight. World Series of Fighting. That's wild, wow. man. I'm just looking up. The, he's literally, like you said, like, if you're a heavyweight, you made it in the UFC, or even, like, a light heavyweight, you, you fought you fought this guy. That's unbelievable. 
you're seeing Andre Arlovsky, and, and you're probably going to see JDS. There's two fighters you're going to see if, if you're an up-and-coming heavyweight fighter. And Overeem as well. They throw you in there with the knockout artist, and yeah. you see what you can well, do. There they, is- they could be in a dog. That's yeah. why these guys are still around. Like, there's no way Overeem should be in the exit. No, no way not. JDS well, should even seven foot back in the cage. JDS got cut, so... so. We'll see if Arlovsky loses this fight. He might be next. End of an air. We'll see. We'll see. It's gonna be that. It is interesting. I mean, yo, I would love to have a conversation with that guy because that guy got some experiences. Oh God. I want to know how hard it, how, how it felt being there with a guy like um, Francis Ngannou. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, guys, tune in Saturday. We got UFC 271 in Houston, Texas. We got Robert Whitaker taking on the champ, Adesanya. Tune in. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And like we said in the beginning of the episode, we're going to be back on Thursday with the debate. So tune the fuck in. Paulie, I'm going to leave it's it to you, bro. We got content coming. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to leave it to you. Finish it All off. Appreciate you guys for watching. Tune in, tune in Thursday. We got a banger. Join the group. We got a YouTube page now. Hell yeah. That's where you want to be. You want to be on that YouTube page. It's the Stoop Knockout page. You want to be on that YouTube page. Where you can get all, you're going to see our pretty faces. (laughs) This is where you want to be. I'm telling you. Always follow us on on all sorts of uh, platforms Instagram, Facebook, everything. Make sure you jump on the Stoop Life, my side of the vlog, anything VKL. Just get on it. Stop being a bitch. Get on it. Absolutely. I, before we get out of here, I do want to say you brought up the Super Bowl. The Simpsons have projected that Cincinnati wins 34 to 31. So, just saying. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> it's I probably saw. fake. Someone probably uh, made it. It's like the Bengals going across the stomach. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. It, it was <laughs> probably fake. They didn't predict but that. Be wrong time. <laughs> hey, whatever. We'll see. Just saying. Just throwing it out there, guys. Simpsons get everything right. But, all right, guys, we'll see you later. Polly, we'll see you later. See you guys Thursday. Tune in. Peace yes, out. Sir.